Hey, welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. It's great to have you here. Now, I've just got to let you know before this episode starts that my voice sounds very odd throughout this whole recording. I'm really sorry. You notice we start talking about it at the start of the podcast. I thought it would turn out better, but it didn't. But anyway, I hope you can look past it because today we're talking about one simple way to change the world and we talk all about prayer. This is a one-off message and it's really exciting, jam-packed with practical insights so that you can grow your faith this week. Sit back, enjoy my conversation with Chris and you can laugh at my voice. It's okay, but we'll see you at the end. it comes out with your voice distorted yeah look we'll just start here because on my end of this zoom call my voice sounds good i mean i would i would say it sounds regular if you want to say i've got a good voice that's okay chris on the other end he is cackling you can't see him at the moment because i sound like a criminal in a movie um on his end for, for whatever reason chris you gave a good explanation before what, what does it sound like yeah, well, Emma and I have been watching a whole bunch of um, World's Toughest Prisons and you just remind me of someone who's like from some Mexican cartel who they're interviewing on the show but they can't show their face and so they just distort their voice. It sounds deep. <laughs> they're trying to protect you, but yeah, so... Yeah, so I'm going to cover my eyes for the rest of this, um, rest of this recording. <laughs> It's good. Well, welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. And I'm actually really excited about this week. I'm usually a pretty hype kind of guy and, and a bit of a bit of an excitable character. But I found out only very recently um, that this was a one-off series. That this yeah. was a one-off message, right? And so yeah. I saw it was about prayer. And usually at Beyond, we work in kind of series of three or four, sometimes five. But we rarely do one-off messages. And I thought... Yes, we're going to talk about prayer for four weeks in a row and it's going to be great. However, I've had to then, we've we've got to condense kind of four weeks of of content about prayer into one week. Um, But it's super exciting because on the weekend, Chris talks about one simple way that we're going to change the world. And I I think it was a great message. Um, The running really got me. How far did you actually run while filming this message? Not. Not that far. It was probably about 300 or 400 meters. Right. Because you're usually a half marathon runner. So you didn't have to test yes, yourself. Not, not, since, not since COVID. Um, but I'll tell you what, you know who was killing it was Pat. Pat does a lot of our recording. He's a legend. Shout out to Pat. But he was, he was running beside me while we were filming it with this gimbal, holding it in one hand. Like he was, it was epic. Um, so shout out, Pat. Shout out, Pat. That's awesome. Look at that. Everyone coming together to uh, create some great content so that you can enjoy. And hopefully the, uh, the beyond the message of one simple way to change the world is just another layer to that awesome content, which we heard on the weekend. Um, really exciting uh, kind of bottom line. And it, it came out as this changing the world is as simple as changing the way you pray. And so we're going to get cracking right into these four questions for the four Monday because Chris has a soccer game to coach. Uh, we don't want to hold up the, uh, the wonderful girls team of the Morton Bay region um, holding up on this podcast. But Chris, for question number one, can prayer change the world? Uh, or more kind of pointing, yeah, pointedly, I would say, 
can my prayers or can your prayers change the world? Yes, I would say absolutely they can. Um, but probably not for the ways that we think. Uh, <clears throat> one of the examples that I used on the weekend was a story of a friend of mine who was talking about uh, a pastor in the underground church in Wuhan who was, you know, it's obviously ground zero for the outbreak of COVID. And he was talking about how this pastor came on the Zoom call and was talking about how, you know, naturally when we pray, there is this tendency to make our prayers about us. You know, like I want more, you know, I want God to resolve a particular situation relationally, or I want God to open up a doorway for work or I want whatever it is. Uh, and he said they still had that natural tendency in Wuhan. And then they changed the way they prayed to this way that Peter and John modeled for us in Acts chapter four, um, which was to shift the focus from them to outside. And he said that then they began to have a, a, an even bigger impact than they'd ever had through COVID because they saw more opportunities because their prayers actually weren't focused on them. And so I think absolutely our prayers can change the world. Uh, but one of the first things we have to do in order for that to happen is stop our prayers being all about ourselves. Yeah. And as a leader in this space, Chris, would you say that that's what you see? Like, are you seeing uh, a church and I'm talking kind of like big picture church of people who are praying for themselves? Is that kind of where this message came from? Or is it simply just getting back to the roots of saying, Hey, it's a natural tendency to pray like that. We've just got to continually remind ourselves to pray outside of us, outside of who we are. I think probably more the latter. Like, I just think there's this natural tendency within all of us to make life about us. Uh, and then as a result, that's what happens with our prayer life. Our prayer life becomes all about us. So it was more of just a reminder to everyone that if we want our prayers to be <clears throat> effective, uh, well, that sounds funny as, as if we have a big say in that. But <laughs> if we want our prayers uh, to be more deliberate and to change the world, I think the easiest way to do that is to shift the focus off us. That's really great. I, I like that. So we're not having a dig at anyone. We're no. simply saying that like, hey, this is something that we see across history where Christians have got it wrong. So let's be the generation that really, but, you know, we, we're going to pray for other people and pray outside of what we want for ourselves. So yes, yeah. prayer can change the world. Your prayers can too, or at least be part of that change, which is just awesome. Mm. Question, question two, um, you're talking about this idea of courage within prayer. So this question is, um, how can I begin to start praying big or courageous? Or I like this term, dangerous prayers. Now, Craig Rochelle has just released a book. He's an incredible pastor and author. He's, um, he's released a book called Dangerous Prayers, how, how your prayers can actually be dangerous. So I, li I like that language. But how can I start to, to pray those kind of prayers that, that other people might pray? Yeah, well... I think there's probably two parts to answering that. Uh, first of all, I, I love Craig Rochelle's book, Dangerous Prayers. Good bloke. Good book. Great, great bloke. Um, has muscles the size of Zeus. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, I think one of the things for us is that I would say the first part of, in answering that is I, I would kind of get rid of the big prayers part. I think too often in life we can kind of get wrapped up in praying these big prayers because we want big things to happen. Um, and I think if we want to make a big impact in the world, it's actually the small things over and over and over and over again done repeatedly that make a big difference. And so I would say the first thing to do is actually make prayer a little discipline that you have in your day every single day. Um, 
And that might mean that, you know, if you've got someone that you're praying for to come to faith, that you pray for them every single day. If you're praying for an opportunity to have a conversation uh, with that person at work or that person at school, that you pray for an opportunity to present itself every single day, not just on the days when you're doing it. And my thought is that over the course of a lifetime, over the course of uh, 80 years, say, or 70 years, I'm going to make it to 100. Okay, well, let's go with you, Locke. You're going to make it to 100. So if you're praying that prayer uh, every single day for an opportunity, eventually going to get opportunities and you'll get more and more opportunities. And so you'll throw more and more people's names in there for more and more opportunities to um, share the good news about Jesus with them. And I think over the long term of life, we can have a far greater impact than just one day kind of saying, God, I want to plant 30,000 churches or I want to, you know, pack out a stadium and preach to all these people. I want my youth ministry to be the biggest um, that it is. So I think, um, I think that's the first part. <clears throat> and then I think the second part of, of that um, side of things, which is what Craig Groeschel t- uh, touches on in his book, Dangerous Prayers, is actually be specific with our prayers. Uh, in, the, in the passage that we looked at on the weekend with Peter and John, they were actually really, really specific. They, didn't, they prayed for courage but they prayed for courage to continue to tell people about Jesus. So they were super specific. And I think sometimes we pray these big prayers, but they're kind of ambiguous. And so it's like, uh, did I get there? Did I not get there? Did God deliver? Did God not deliver? And I think if we really want to be dangerous and pray, pray these dangerous prayers, we've got to pray specifically and give God an opportunity to show up and exceed some of the expectations that we have. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Start praying small prayers. Uh, I think as well, like attaching prayer to even like a discipline that you already have or something you already do, whether that's, Hey, every time I get in the car, I'm going to pray. Or every time I drive past the church or drive past my friend's house, I'm going to send a, a prayer as simple as a couple words, their direction to God kind of thing. Uh, it can be really helpful. I know that's helped in my life. I've have really associated walking with prayer so every time I go for a walk, it's an opportunity to just be prayerful and to be curious of what's around me and to pray for that. So, yeah, I would say it's probably, you know, going to go into our next couple of questions of how that's, yeah. how that's actually, um, how we can actually form that habit. Um, and I'm going to scrap my third question. I'm just going to go okay. straight there is Chris, how, how have you formed that prayer habit in your life? And what does that look like? Is it sitting down for an hour a day or is it a couple words here and there? Or is it, you know, once a week? What, what does it look like for you? Yeah. So I think for me, it's something that's evolved over time. Um, it's not, I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, it is much more natural for me to want to sit down um, with the Bible in a commentary and read that than it is for me to, to just naturally want to pray. I'm not one of those people who naturally wants to go and pray for hours and hours and hours on end. Um, <clears throat> so it's been a habit that I've had to develop over time. Uh, similar to what you said, the easiest way that I found is just to start and to start small. Um, I, I like to use a little acronym that helps me. It's the ACTS acronym, which some people might um, have heard of, and it's ACTS. And there's four fancy big theological words, which I'll tell you what they mean. It's adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Um, so the adoration part is just simply kind of... Uh, acknowledging God for who he is. Um, this morning I was, I was out actually similar to you, Lockie. I was out on a walk and I was praying this morning on my, on my walk. Oh, and I might've, might've seen you there, Chris. 
Yeah, we might have. <laughs> and I was walking around this little man-made lake near my place. Um, and so part of my prayer was just, wow, thanks God that, that I have the opportunity to go for a walk in nature early in the morning. Cause there are some countries that wouldn't have that, you know, thanks God for the opportunity to kind of hear the sounds of the, the birds and, and have this cool air. Um, and so that's kind of recognizing God for who he is. And there's this second part called confession, which is just acknowledging all the ways that I mess up. Um, whether that's, you know, relationally um, with my wife or with something, uh, you know, I've done or said in church world or whether it was a text I sent off and, and I like to, confess things that um that i've done and that i've i don't know i've done because i do some really dumb stuff that i'm not aware of so i think think that's a really good one to pause at and i'm learning that in my prayer life and i have learned that through this covid season is that confession is a part of every prayer we should be praying every every kind of day and that confession isn't this thing that we reserve for when we really mess up we actually come to god every day and we say we, we almost allow God, hey, was there anything that offended you today? Because we can go about our life and not realize that we're actually engaging in things that are making, are actually um, making the gap between us and God bigger. And so when we actually open that conversation with God, he can allow us to see, hey, look, yeah, maybe there wasn't any big red flags, but hey, if you just tweak these few things, we're going to get on like a house on fire and we're going to keep crushing it. So uh, that's just a bit of my reflection over this last season for me. No, I love that. That's, that was a great reflection lock. And um, what was up to? So the tea, tea, yeah, tea. tea, that's for Thanksgiving. And, um, and for me, that's just kind of an opportunity to thank God for really all the good stuff in my life. Um, you know, thank God for my marriage. Thank God for the fact that I, that we live in an incredible country. Um, thank God for the, for the, the people I get to do life with. Um, I might thank God for some, some of the conversations that I'm going to have that day or thank God that, you know, I get to drive in my car to a coffee shop and drink great coffee and hang out with awesome people. Um, and then the final part is supplication, which is I don't just- even know what that means, Chris. Uh, um, <laughs> supplication. Wow. Yeah. Su- supplication. So it's just, it's just essentially praying for God to supply the needs that you have. Wow. So- we love making words bigger in church yeah. don't we? like it didn't need to be bigger it didn't need to be supplication <laughs> but it is and so um <laughs> but it, is. it fits it fits the acronym and so that's yeah that, and um and honestly what i find most of the time is when i pray through that acts model by the time i get to the s the things that i started my walk um or my prayer time really thinking about are not that big anymore and uh, I've kind of reframed the way that I'm thinking about them. And all of a sudden I, I pray some, I, my needs, Oh, I feel the things that I want kind of change a little bit. And that's, that's the way that prayer is designed. Um, or that style of praying is designed so that you start off by recognizing who God is confessing the times you mess up, thanking God for all he's given you. So that hopefully by the time you get to pray about the things that, that are on your heart, the, your priorities have shifted a little bit more to be in line with, um, with God's, the things that God cares about. That's incredible because if, and people do this, you might be new to faith, but people sit down for hours to pray at a time. Yeah. People, people can pray for hours and hours. And I guess let's just say, let's say an hour, let's use that as an example. If you ask someone to pray for an hour or you decided that you were going to lock into prayer for an hour, I think you'd, you'd find it really hard to pray about yourself for an hour. Um, 
maybe maybe you could but more often than not i think you'd find that there are other things like on your other things that are upsetting you or other things that you really need to take to god in prayer and so i would say my reflection from hearing you talk there is prayer couldn't possibly be a minute a day kind of thing in the long run like i think if you're going to start praying like a minute a day to just say hey god thank you um and this is what i'm praying for but i think prayer is this habit where we could start to really to really incorporate into our lives and 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 pray really consistent prayers for our for our friends for our church for our family for our jobs things like that like when you when you fall in love with prayer and you and you find a lot of joy in it um i think you'll find you want to start praying for longer than a minute at a time and there's lots of things to talk about um so yeah that's just like a reflection i have about kind of not necessarily it's not it's never about the length of our prayers but often as you said chris like when you are in that zone of praying there's going to be more things that you could pray about. You're never going to get to the end of the list. Oh, and I think it's important to acknowledge that um, it's, it is intimidating when you hear Christians talk about the length of time they pray for. Um, and so I think if you're someone who thinks, looks at that and thinks, wow, I can't believe that someone um, could pray for that amount of time. Uh, you should probably know that's not all Christians and that's not all people. Not um, at all. Don't worry. I don't do that. <laughs> and, and I actually probably, and this is just me personally, as someone who is not a natural prayer, um, it is something I've really had to work hard at, is uh, Paul talks about and says this phrase in the New Testament, he says, pray without ceasing. And that's just a weird thing to think about. Like, what does that mean? Like, I've got to lock myself in a room and pray all day. Um, but really what Paul's referring to is prayer is simply a conversation with God. And so the way I look at it is I like to have a, a small window of time when I start my day to have a conversation with God. Uh, but then my, my hope is that as my, as the day goes and as you begin to develop that habit and uh, of prayer, that it begins to permeate into other parts of the day as well. And I'll, you know, I think I've shared with you lock often before I've got a conversation or a phone call with someone. Uh, it's just now pretty natural for me to, to just throw up a quick five or 10 second prayer about that conversation. Um, before before I go into it. And so it's just an ongoing dialogue with God throughout the day about different things. That's really cool. And I'm I'm sure at some stage in your life, maybe as a 17 or 18 year old, prayer and thinking about praying at, at multiple times of the day would have seemed daunting and really unenjoyable. But from what I'm hearing you say, it's making your life better and it's making you better at life to have a conversation and to fill it with prayer so that that person is understood and heard and gets value and that you are feeling patient and calm while having a conversation. So while prayer is helping God to really move in that situation, you're, you're seeing, or I definitely do see that prayer helps me to, to just be better, to be better at life and be better with my interactions. Um, so what wasn't, what once was a bit of a drag in my life is actually now a, a pure joy. And I think like just on that, I think one of the reasons for me anyway, only speaking as, as you know, like you said, as that 17, 18 year old, one of the reasons I found prayer a drag is because I thought it had to be something that it wasn't. You know, I thought, oh, well, I'm not a good prayer unless I'm doing it for hours on end. I'm not a good prayer if I run out of things to pray about. If you run out of things to pray about after 30 seconds, that's okay. Just move on with the day. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, if you run out of things to pray about after five seconds, that's okay. Go for Maybe it. come back, come back tomorrow. Uh, we all have days 
like that. And I think the bigger thing is to just keep that little discipline going every day and just build on it a little bit. That's awesome. So moving into the final part of this beyond the message question four, how can I help others to pray for courage this week? If, if prayer isn't me focused, if it's about other people and it's about the world around us, how could I actually encourage someone else to pray um, more courageous and, and bold, but also smaller, more consistent prayers? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. I think for me, one of the things that's really helped me pray for courage is, is just, I um, mean, you know, we always talk here at beyond that, that circles are better than rows. Uh, and we actually talk about in our connect group, people that we're praying for that week uh, and people that we're deliberately looking for opportunities to has a whole bunch of different things, whether it's, you know, make that phone call and just check up to, to see how they're traveling or whether it's to, you know, have that conversation with that friend about who's thinking of switching careers or whatever it is. And so we just talk about that as a connect group. And then, you know, that, Hey, next week when we meet, someone's going to check in and say, Hey, did you actually, did you actually pray about that? Did you actually like follow up on that? Did you, did you move beyond that? And so I think one of the easiest ways is to get other people praying for you for the same thing that you're praying for and to have people hold, be able to hold you accountable for that. Um, That's really cool. And um, you mentioned the phrase, we'll finish here circles are better than rows and we truly believe that and we would love to encourage anyone who's listening to this podcast to really connect in with beyond and that might seem daunting but we've got a form online if you go to our website um but beyondchurch.com.au is that right chris i should know forward this slash, forward slash connect forward slash connect so you can go straight there and you can fill out a card and someone will be in touch with you about getting plugged into a connect group which is where we have these conversations and where prayer is something that is developed among other things. So if that's um, something you might be interested in, feel free to drop your details. Or if you want to just have a chat with someone, drop your details there and we will get in touch with you um, and talk all about connect group, which is one of the greatest things in the world, I reckon. Um, but I reckon we're, we're good enough there. Chris, did my voice fix itself throughout that podcast or am I still incredibly deep? No, I still felt like I was having an interview with, with a member of the Sinaloa cartel, but that's wow. okay. You did well because you don't seem distracted. You seem like you've, you've got your it's, game face on. Yeah, it was really hard. I was staring out the window <laughs> trying to focus on something. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I noticed you were looking a little different today when I was talking and I was like, gosh, I hope I'm saying the right thing. And no, you're I've good. Real, now I've realized... Um, and, and this game face you do have one is in fact game face. It's not you. It's me lock. <laughs> oh, Chris, stop it. <laughs> well, have a great day. Thanks for jumping on the show again. Hope you win. Uh, hope you have a big win in the soccer. And thanks, mate. I'll update you next week. Unless you're playing someone else who listens to the beyond message podcast. And in that case, I hope they win. I don't, I love you, but I hope you don't win. <laughs> I, hope, I, I hope you draw. <laughs> I hope we're all winners. <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> Smash him. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next week, Chris. Looking forward to it. See you, mate. Hey, thanks for listening to the Beyond the Message podcast. Hey, I hope it wasn't too off-putting. If it was, don't worry. I'll make sure it doesn't happen again next week. 
Well, I hope you have a really great week and that you can take some really big steps this week or small steps as we've talked about in this episode to grow your faith. We'll see you next week.